Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Hey, people, you might have heard me talk about a documentary I did the narration for a little while ago. It's called Sidemen, Long Road to Glory, about the incredible lives and legacies of three legendary bluesmen, Pine Top Perkins, Willie Big Eye Smith, and Hubert Sumlin. Starting today, you can pre-order it exclusively on iTunes. It features Bonnie Raitt, the late Greg Allman, Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi, Tim Reynolds, Joe Perry, and more. It's a great look at popular music history, so get it on iTunes starting today. That's Side men, long road to glory. All right, let's do the show. All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is WTF, my podcast. Welcome to it. Today on the show, I talked to actor David Harbour from Stranger Things, maybe you've seen him in other movies, Black Mass, The Equalizer with Denzel, he was in that, he was in Brokeback Mountain, but I guess most people know him now because of uh, Stranger Things. I just, whenever I see David Harbour on screen in one form or another, even, I oh, Revolutionary Road he was in, but it, whether it's on TV or movies, I'm like, I, there's something about, I know that guy, there's something about that guy. What's up with that guy? I don't, I've always, uh, he's memorable to me. And then we met at one of the award shows and then we kind of got to talking in a crazy way, like two crazy people. And then we made this happen. We, he's gonna, I recorded it a little bit ago back in the old garage, part of the transition. But it was one of these, uh, it was one of these WTF interviews that uh, I, there was definitely some emotional connective tissue between uh Mr. Harbour and myself, I feel like I knew the guy. I feel like there was a, I've known him for centuries. One of those kind of things. Like, yes, yes, we've both been here before, you know? So that was enjoyable. Enjoy that. That's coming your way. You know, folks, I don't, uh, I I really do not understand uh, the stupidity of humanity at times. This isn't even in a political sense. This is you look. You know, look. If it's pouring rain, uh, and it doesn't look like it's going to let up, I, I think you can be optimistic that'll let up. Hopefully, before the flooding starts, and it's reasonable to think from experience that rain will let up, or that, uh, or that it won't get as bad as it could get. But you know, lava. I mean, lava. 
I mean, there's no precedent for lava. There's just people hanging out, not letting it ruin their vacations in Hawaii. Lava. It's hot, molten rock from the center of the earth. And people are just sort of like, I think it's okay. How's the lava today? It's all right. They're not predicting it's going to get too bad. How the fuck does anybody know what lava is going to do? People are just you know, playing golf. They're riding bikes. They're not leaving their land. The lava, it seems slow moving, but I don't know, man. And I'm not, look, I'm sorry if anyone who's listening to this is going through it, but like, get get some distance, man. It's The, the island you're standing on was made out of lava. I don't know how long it took, but it, it, probably slowly, but who the fuck knows how much is going to blow out of that hole? People just, you know, playing volleyball. Having a time. Newscasters. Lava bubbling out of a hole in the earth from from the core of the fucking earth. Maybe it doesn't go down that deep. I don't know. Hot fucking lava just bubbling and spraying out of holes. And people are just sort of, it's right over there. Uh, We don't know how bad it's going to get. What if it gets really bad? It'll just, you know, the, the monument to the great volcano in Hawaii of 2018 and when they start excavating in 100, 200 years, not unlike Pompeii, the new excavated bodies, stone bodies taken from this particular natural disaster will just be in mid-golf swing, or perhaps they'll catch a kid uh, you know, on a skateboard as he tries to jump a, a fissure. I don't know, but uh, and I, and I got, I just... It, it just is sort of baffling, and, and I don't know that I wouldn't do the same thing. God knows there's been fires close by, and you just hope it doesn't get get too close, but you can track that. seems a little unpredictable when the earth is going to gurgle and cough its core out, at, uh, out into the open and make a new part of the island. I don't know. I'm not there, so I, I, I can't. I don't know for sure what's happening. I started watching the new season of Glow, which I am involved with. I am an actor on it. And uh, I've put it off long enough. I've had access to the new season for months. I'm not sure why I put it off, but I don't know. They're just something. I, it's, it's something I don't watch myself that often unless I have to. I don't listen to myself that often unless I have to. But I wanted to see how everyone else was doing. I wanted to see how the show looked. I wanted to see how it all came together. So I've watched, I think, seven or eight episodes, and uh, it's pretty fucking good. Everybody's good. And I, I don't know. It, it, it is still difficult to watch myself on the uh, show, but I'm happy with my work. There's definitely room for improvement. Anyway, the, the new season of Glow is excellent, and you're all going to get to see it on the 29th of this month. Okay, all right. We'll see if tyranny is the way of the future. We'll see if American authoritarianism occurs. We'll see how the Mueller team reacts to this new letter from Trump's lawyer saying, hey man, the Prez can do whatever the fuck he wants. Ain't no rules, just some assumptions. No rules, just assumptions. Constitution's not specifically clear about the gray area in this, but looks to us, if you chip it away, that the Prez can do whatever the fuck he wants, so you're just lucky he's letting you do what you're doing, all right? So shut the fuck up, back off, everybody. No rules, no rules. 
just assumptions and tradition. Write them down, man. Somebody better write them the fuck down. What else has been happening? What's going on with you? Anything? I'm, I, I've been doing a little comedy again. I'm getting. In, I'm enjoying my house. I'm starting to enjoy life. Uh, there's, uh, and I, I'm not good at it. In these, in these horrible times, in these dark times, my, the the ironic thing is, I'm starting to enjoy my life a little bit. My house. I've been buying some things for the house, and I walk around this house all the time. Even the garage. I love it. I love the sound in here now. This kid Julian built up these things. These panels and i'm kind of closing in on some stuff i'm going to get new windows but i just there's something about the focus of this room that i'm really getting off on and i don't know who you are or what your life looks like maybe it's difficult maybe it's okay but things are okay right now for me so i walk around my new house just thinking like is this going to happen am i really going to pull this off is this am i really going to get to live a, a nice life do i deserve it do i get this doesn't seem like I get it or I should get it. I don't know why. It's just like there's just this dumb wall of whatever the fuck it is in my goddamn brain that's like, this isn't this isn't yours. So that's my fight. So David Harbour, David Harbour is a great actor, an engaging guy, uh, and I thought he was a little intense when I met him, and uh, and now I'm sure of it. You can see uh, seasons one and two of Stranger Things, both on Netflix. He's also in the new Hellboy. He is the new Hellboy. That comes out uh, next year. And um, we talk about that and other things. And also, I at the time I recorded this, I was like halfway through Stranger Things season two. I was almost done, but I'm done. I finished it. I loved it. And uh, it was great to talk to David. This is him and I doing that. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. That. So here's the deal. When I when I first met you, right at the uh, at the SAG Awards, I don't know. It was giddy. You know, I think we were out front, yeah. and I and I said I, I made a joke, and I didn't even know why I felt like I could. You were all excited and manic, and I said. <laughs> So I think I said to you, I said, I was hoping you would finish, you know, whatever you started <laughs> at the, at the Critics' was, Choice. You, you said that my Critics' Choice thing was described half the season of Stranger Things. It was just, it was surely a description of Stranger Things, right? Right. And so but, you wanted to know what happened yeah. kind of at the end of the second season. Yeah, right. But, so you were, but, but you were very earnest about the whole thing. <laughs> and your first reaction to I me love busting the, your... I love the, uh, yeah, I love you, the, the color on the word earnest. I appreciate it. No, 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 you were. You were excited about what you had written. And I was... I was just making, <laughs> yeah. I was making a joke, 
and your response to me was "fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." I don't know why I felt the uh, the uh, yeah the that I could say that to you. But no, yeah, I did. but then you're like, people said we should talk, and I said, um, <laughs> yeah, I think you were smoking I, a cigar. Uh, I was just sucking on it. Yeah, oh. I don't. I just chew on them. But then I said, uh, then I said, all right, well, I'll have the bookers getting charged. The bookers. And you went, the bookers. The bookers. Oh, the bookers. Okay, the bookers. bookers. And I'm like, fine, fuck it. Give me your phone number. It just felt like, you know, have my people call your, it felt like the biggest slight, the biggest Hollywood slight. I mean, I I live in New York. You know, we like talk to people. We come out here and people want the bookers to help you out, the bookers. And then I said, give me your phone number. You gave me your phone number. Then I texted you once about the bookers. And you said, I don't think I should have given you my phone number. And then. And then I said, no, no, we're going to handle it. And you're like, okay, good. And then I texted you again, and you don't get him anymore. And I said, did I cause him to change his phone number? <laughs> yeah, that was, no, that was funny. Did you text me again? Yeah. You did. Wow. Yeah, no, no, I have a different number. My, um, I had an Instagram thing yeah. that happened where <laughs> oh, no. my phone number got released on Instagram. Oh, really? And I didn't know it. And, and I looked at my phone and I suddenly got like a uh, hundred missed calls from like Topeka, Kansas. And, but was it just and it was fans? Ju- and I, yeah. And I checked a couple of the messages and they were like, uh, uh, hello. Uh. <laughs> like hundreds of messages of that. And I was like, what do you do in these situations? I guess you change your number. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never changed my number though. That's a kind of horrific experience because you're sort of known. And yeah. then you have a list of contacts, mainly people that I don't speak to. Right. But occasionally you get people who like you don't really know who texting you. Sure. And they're like they don't have your number anymore. Right. But but I feel presumptuous to actually send my new number out to someone like you. Like right. it feels a little bit like aggressive to right. be like, hey, you know, if you, you need no. to contact me. No, it's better that I just think you're a big shot. Exactly. Too. Like my two Changes texts. His number you're you're like, like that's it. <laughs> I, I think I texted you a picture of a cigar I was smoking, and then I texted you the other day. Uh, just because I knew you were coming on, and they, you know, they show up green instead of blue, like they're just texting into nowhere. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm like, I've yeah. never met someone who changed their number. Thank you for that. Well, That's- no, I mean, I that number probably they'll redistribute it eventually. Yeah, and- you know, because you know, I actually have some guy's number now. I shouldn't have changed my number because I have Earl's number. Earl and Earl gets calls from all kinds of people. <laughs> I get normal personal calls yeah. where I'm like, Earl doesn't live here anymore, and then yeah. he gets a lot of like, he's got. Uh, some credit ish or something oh, yeah. like they're always offering him deals well uh, you know that goes with the name fun. earl you know you yeah. can't <laughs> yeah you know you don't meet yeah. a lot of earls that are in good shape it's true earl <laughs> is like one of those names where you have to be around 60 or 70 yeah, the kids sure. aren't being called the children aren't being called earl anymore i don't know right? why not i i think it's maybe yeah, i feel like it's a throwback to like it's way know, back. medieval time the earl of right maybe. it's the i thought it was more of a kind of a you know a small towny uh, name Earl. like Earl. That's Earl on the, the farm, barber. Like yeah. there he is. I think Earl so. Out on his tractor. But it is one, not one of those ones that was resurrected by the hipsters, oh, yeah. like with the Jacobs and the Phoenixes and the Mountains and the whatever they are, Parkers and I don't know what are those truth, fucking names. Truth. Yeah. That, oh, is yeah. there some truths? Yeah. Star. Starlight. Truth. Oh, that's Ernest. going. That's not even names. They're, they're like you know we're done. We're tapped out on names. Guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just just, they're just nouns. naming things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Dog. <laughs> but so okay so that makes me happy because it wasn't adding up that uh, you would still be coming over if i had caused you to change your number so we got that (laughs) i'm glad that you took that on though i appreciate you oh no i'll take anything yeah i love it i love that neurosis me too too. dude i watch hatred oh yeah oh it's so good is it (laughs) well (laughs) 
I I find people with a lot of I actually do find people with a lot of self hatred or an unhealthy amount of self hatred like for uh, sort of beautiful people. Yeah, I, mean, I think that they, we do have a certain like yeah. you'd rather take it out on yourself than sure. on someone else, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like you know if someone says I'm going to kick your ass, you're like, nah, I'm on it. Don't. <laughs> No need. I got it covered. Yeah, Yeah, you just you just look at it. Like even when you're angry at someone else, you know that that person is just sad inside, and they're the angriest at themselves. Sure, and that sort of makes you feel like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. But maybe that's kind of an excuse that I have when I get for getting angry at people is that they know that that you might be some sort of justification. Yeah. Oh, sure. Like if you were bad behavior, right? Yeah. Well, have you worked that into your apologies (laughs) with with the crying lady? Hey, look, I'm so sad. I'm sorry that I said those things. Exactly. You know, not in that direct a language, but yes, some form of that. Yes, I'm sure I have. Be it in a look or an eyebrow raise <laughs> yeah. or something like sure. that. Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's it's hard to have. Well, I think I'm older than you, and believe me, the unresolved. I think you're older than me too. I am. Uh, the unresolved uh, self hatred eventually becomes exhausting, and you realize, like, do I ne- really need to have this be part of my process anymore? <laughs> in the- because for some reason, most of your life, you think it's not a choice, and it kind of isn't, but you can temper it, you know what I mean, eventually? Yeah, It, it becomes yeah. exhausting to other people. It's a self-involved. That's true, that's true. Doesn't that's true. it? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's a funny thing, even in terms of, like, stress in general, and just, I've always had a, a feeling, like, as an artist, that yeah. you have to be sort of more in touch with all kinds of things. Right. Like even the idea of your personal truth. Yeah. Which can be very... Annoying to people, do you know what I yeah. mean? And at a certain point, you're kind of like, eh, whether or not I have to say my truth at this yeah. point, or whether or not I have to be even true to that, right? Like maybe I can just be happy, and maybe I can just like shut my mouth and yeah. just kind of chill out and feel yeah. a little uncomfortable. But like in the long run, that'll be a better way to live, in right? A certain way, yeah. yeah. But it depends where all that other stuff's being stored. <laughs> yeah, because it can be sublimated and then oh, yeah. come out yeah, in yeah, really yeah. creepy ways. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, a, yeah, I'm happy, and then one day you just lose yeah, it yeah. on the coffee maker. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's broken. Now I got to clean this up. And that could go for. That's a metaphor for anything. Yeah. Oh, look, I broke it. I don't know. If I can... <laughs> I, don't I like know if the I idea of you it. just stomping around your house. Oh yeah! After five years of sublimating yeah. stuff, just breaking, yeah. just breaking going, oh, everything. I broke it. Yeah, it's everything. Uh, broken. broke it. Yeah. And then someone comes over and you're just sitting there smiling. I feel better. I feel better now. <laughs> Doesn't look good, but I wonder ultimately that you know clearly we we have something in common, which is our expectations that we set for ourselves are unreachable and. uh you know, which, you know, becomes, you know, like that's what self-hatred is. Like, what is self-hatred really? <laughs> true, I'm not good enough. Good enough. Who are you comparing yourself to? Everyone. <laughs> so Do you have true. a personal goal in mind? No. You know, so <laughs> It's just a constant comparison yeah, and yeah, meeting, yeah. coming up short. Yeah. Constantly course. coming up short. Right. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's a hard place to keep yourself, no. you know. It's, uh, but it's I've natural. done pretty well. I've been, yeah, yeah it's natural. And I think that it is, you know, it, it, it has informed your roles Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> thank thank you for noticing. Yes. No, the work that you are drawn to is also drawn to you. Oh, right? dude, that moment in in uh, in Black Mass where you're like, we're fucked. We're <laughs> yeah. That's how I wake up in the morning. That's exactly how I wake Just up. What, what's that other actor's name? Egerton? What's it? Yeah, Egerton. Yeah, Egerton, yeah. he's good, but he's sitting there like, nah, we're good. What's going to work? And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's close to home. Oh, but like with Stranger Things, which I, you know, I was. It was funny because it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know, you know yeah, this yeah. fantasy stuff. So, but, but <laughs> wait, like, was it the fantasy stuff or was it the hype stuff? Because I, no, no, I no, feel yeah, like I, I wouldn't have watched it as a result of the hype stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to hype. Okay, like, okay, I mean, okay. I, like, I mean, eventually I get to things, but like, I just thought like it was for kids. What do I know? Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but like, then again, like I watched, uh, uh, the, what is it? The shape of water. And I didn't think I was going to watch that, but I was going to watch the Oscar movies. And as you know, even it was fantasy and the guy was a fish guy, you know, I was going to be pretty upset if, if he didn't live, you know, like I was like, I was going to turn okay. it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm like, if this goes that way, if the fish I, guy, if the fish guy dies, I'm not going to be able to really deal with life for like wow. two or three so days. That movie really affected you. They, everything you affects have me. like That's aquatic what, empathy, like what, true aquatic empathy. Well, I, I'm finding as I get older and as the world ends that, yeah. you know, I'm very, you know, raw and sort of open. So, yeah. But I'm also like, as you get older. Do you think that's sentimentality, or do you think that's like do you just get wistfully sentimental about all sorts of things? I think what's happening is you know because I've had a con- an incredible lack of ability to uh, function, uh, you, you know, in in my real life uh, comfortably with intimacy. <laughs> yes. that that all the Amen. emotions are coming out in weird places. <laughs> That, you know, when, when you're watching fish sure, movies. by myself. Sure. Yeah, exactly. On the couch. I yeah. do a lot of that, too. Sobbing, yeah. eating Three something. Three in the morning, I, I just weeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly, qu- yeah, quietly weeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just kind of... It's a beautiful image. Kind of like, I'm take that with me. <laughs> you know, and then you stop yourself, oh, and you're like, she, why am I stopping? She has skills. <laughs> they are meant and to they're be gonna together. Be all right. They're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. <laughs> and then the sad part about crying by yourself is when you stop yourself. You sort of like yeah. that's it. That's it. Like who are you, what are you, who, are you, who are you doing that for? That's it. That's it. I'm glad you vocalize it too. Talking to yourself yeah. about it. Yeah. But so so like with Stranger Things though, you know I have a propensity from back in the day when I was I think a little more borderline personality disorder and yeah. a little more hopped up on cocaine. There where you go. I had a you know uh, I, I was pretty conspiracy minded. You know a couple decades ago. So anything that triggers my shadow government you know <laughs> node yeah. Yeah, because like i swear to god for the, about the first six episodes i'm like this kind of makes sense like they, this is this is not so far-fetched <laughs> sure we don't know yeah. what the hole is or why the right. fuck they opened it but, but they, they know, did the jump from yeah. mk ultra acid to that <laughs> hole um, you know i think i'm not wish that it, big of a leap right i wish yeah. they'd go into it a little more but <laughs> So you thought it was, you thought it was a documentary? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. At yeah, the beginning, yeah. I'm like, you know, I think they, they 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 I know they the kids are cute, but right. you know, where's the explanation for the for the whole? It doesn't matter really because I, yeah. I I like I know the kid you know has these gifts and you know there's other right. universes and it was from the hallucinogenics and the experiments where you know they were able to tap into these other universes through. The, uh, the what aren't hallucinations somehow they've manifested the whole to the parallel universe correct that anyone who's done acid or mushrooms knows <laughs> yeah. <is true. laughs> right, right. even if you weren't part Maya of or whatever you yeah. Yeah, yeah well you know it's always like when you're tripping you're sort of like did I just see an elf you know like there's right. a moment there's something on the periphery where you're yeah, like it's all other... illusion anyway this well, is all a, the right there, well there's that right. but then there's actually like the, what's that fucking guy's name i always forget <laughs> wine stu- uh guy wrote a book he wanted he was sort of positioning himself to be the modern sort of timothy leary hallucinogenic he was at the cutting edge of uh of uh you know the the new interest in the in what's that new the hallucinogen the hallucinogen that people are doing now like you know like little uh hipsters are going down to oh to do, ayahuasca yeah yeah he was sort oh, of, yeah. 
like at the beginning of yeah. that. And uh, <laughs> but he, he sort thing. of he the point is he sort of you know in his book sort of states that through his hallucinatory experiences he believes there's a parallel universe that's sort of got beings in it so that's okay, that's my only okay, point okay, okay. and now and now what's happened in stranger things is somehow or another you know they they open the door to it hopefully to me this will be something that we explore further i mean they have to sort of they have to sort of explain like what it is yeah. eventually like is it the future is it a parallel pinchbeck daniel Pinchbeck. No idea. It's all right. Daniel Pinchbeck wrote Elves on the Edges? No. Was... <laughs> no. No. It's all uh, a I, clown that, show. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I took from it. <laughs> Elves on the Edges. It really does sound like the title of my autobiography. I mean, I'm like really excited about that title. No, he wrote uh, <laughs> Elves on the Edges. It should be called that. Hold on. <laughs> no, the book that I re- Oh, come on. Breaking Open the Head, A Psychedelic Journey into the Heart of Contemporary Shamanism. Shamanism. Okay, okay. 2012, into, The yeah. Return of Kitsikotl. Yeah, okay. I was, yeah, I like shamanism. That's cool. Do you? Um, have you? Well, I do. I went through a huge phase. Who's that guy? Uh, Eclid or something? Like, wrote a book called about shamanism that I tried to read like 800 pages of and then got uh, pretty bored. But the, uh, yeah, how long? Sh- t- tell me sh- the truth. Uh, uh, As a self-hating, self-centered or, or how guy. About, how about this? How about this? You ever read Julian Jaynes? No. The uh, uh, the breakdown of con- the bicameral mind. Oh, I've, I've seen that book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. the like- origin of consciousness and the and the breakdown of the bicameral mind. Okay. The bicameral mind is basically this idea, which I find kind of interesting, right? Uh-huh. Which is like in Greek times, like you know, you had Athena, like going and yeah. inspiring Telemachus in the Odyssey or something. Sure. sure. So. Like the idea of God, guy can't just do something because he feels like it. Well, yeah, he but he actually doesn't have consciousness. Uh-huh. Like they're saying that it doesn't like like oh, Telemachus oh, at oh. that time people yeah. didn't have consciousness. Right, they just the consciousness was broken down by this idea of gods and people. Right, so like even the idea of genius, like living in the walls, like these all these ideas were that actually the people back then weren't conscious, and that consciousness sort of incorporates these two two sides of the brain. This sure, like gods and like oh that well that's good. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't so know. So like how many it's how many just, pages in? Did you stop? I, <laughs> so I think it was page 54. By the way, shut up. Like, in terms of stopping on pages, I would like to shut say up. that the bookshelf I've covered over this. here yeah. is, oh, have we? Have you talked about the bookshelf? Sure, before? like I get Because I, I, I have to say, like gravity's rainbow stuck out of me as like twelve I mean, pages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I was like gravity's I rainbow. I but you gotta have there. it. No, it looks so no, smart. No, right? no, I leave it up no, there because I'm so... gonna try it. I'm gonna try it again. Yeah, eventually, you're gonna try it. Like, you're like gonna be I, like ninety. But no, but like I've talked about like underlining, you know, you know a lot. But like all, it all stops yeah, in you... page thirteen <laughs> to forty-five. Also, can I talk to you about the underlining get book it. thing? Because like you sit there with a pen and underline yeah, a book, right? I do. Yeah. Do you ever go back? and look at what you've underlined. Sure. You do. Well, no, and okay, I'm always see, like, really? Do. Like, that's what, like, I'm sure. Yeah, you... it's so stupid, right? <laughs> you you read the paragraph and you're yeah. like, I underlined that line? Right. Yeah, yeah, no. Why that line? Like that book, I wonder, I don't think I underlined in that book. What's this, Brothers Karamazov or no, no, no. I, Happiness for times, Dummies? I, I, I Did you? Oh, there's some underlines. Oh, good. Oh, here we go. Okay. It's a dramatic reading. 
No, this was a. We're gonna eventually get into mustache grooming, aren't we? I, that's I, really what I came here for. But. Well, I, well, it's about the same, isn't it? This book, I love this book. It's what called it? "Securing the City: The Ins Inside America's Best Counterterror Force, the NYPD." It was wow. about. It's a book about how the NYPD became its own security entity after 9/11 because they they didn't really have you know the right this financial support from the FBI, U.S. government, or the CIA who was battling with the FBI. So New York had it sort of taken on itself to to put together a the best security force in the world through really? the NYPD. It's a great book. Well, the have thing you... is, is like when I was going through it, I saw like one. There was one underline, and now like that's always the good ones where <laughs> where it's just like like it looked like I just I underlined one bit of dialogue in here, and I think I remember what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. This I love this because okay. I've sort of paraphrased this before. He's talking to a cop. The sergeant liked to use cop speak to simplify big issues. He told me an old homicide detective once told him as they stood looking at a body in the street that the motives for all murders, quote, come down to three things, pussy, fear, and money, unquote. Oh <laughs> and he paused. And I've thought about that since, you know. Then the older I get, the more I think, yeah, that's about right, unquote. <laughs> no. That's like right out of a film noir. Right, yeah. I, yeah that's yeah. ridiculous. Well, why wouldn't that's I? supposed to be that. real yeah that's a brilliant underline yeah mine are much stupider than that congratulations like big yeah. concepts um no we can yeah. find some stupid ones no in that's there. that's good though yeah, that's yeah. a good one i guess the point of this like what i was getting to when when you bring up uh because i what i hear when you say you know you you've you've gone on some of these spiritual journeys or you're open to this or that shamanism or whatever yeah, yeah. it's not unlike me you know like i'm fascinated with it but i'm not i'm not hanging any hope on it do <laughs> you know you know what i mean like I, i'll look into it <laughs> Like, but like, I don't see myself as a guy on a spiritual quest. I, I know what that I looks like. I don't see you as that guy either. My brother's kind of that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it doesn't always work out. But, no, uh, no, 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 no. I've actually, I mean, I'm 42 now, right? So, like, I, I've had 20 years of, yeah. like, doing this stuff. And I, I do. Doing I, what stuff? Well, like, uh, getting fascinated by religious journeys. I mean, for a while, like, when I was. Uh, I mean, it's funny that you sort of lucked into this. I don't know if you have some weird kind of like shaman intuition, but it had been a big part of my life until recently where I actually gave it up entirely. And really, I like... You lost your faith? I lost my idea that like... I mean, for me, I was always looking for the answer. Well, when was and the, I when guess did this that start? like now I don't care about the answer and I don't... I. I don't even right. want to ask the question and I'm like totally yeah, fine a, with dying. It's, it's enough you know you're dying. Yeah, like and right, I'm cool right, with right, that. Right. Like I don't need an afterlife. I don't even need a reincarnation. Like I'm Oh, it sounds I'm exhausting. Cool we to can fucking <laughs> afterlife? Well, you just has to keep going? I mean, what if like, forever? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the funny thing. I mean, like uh, it uh, it does like I'm good with consciousness being like mm, 60 or 70 years and yeah. then we're like good. Like I've kind of done what Even I Even if our consciousness goes back into the big pool. I, oh, I, yeah, we're, yeah. we're not no, going to no, no, know no. about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not going to be like, "Oh, spread out." You know, right. like <laughs> Well, that's the funny thing about because here's the thing. Like, I yeah. have a friend who this is funny. A college fraternity brother. Yeah, uh, we went to Dartmouth oh, you're one together, of those guys. and then well, it was just no, mm, it was just because guy. like oh, everybody at Dartmouth mm, was. Like, no, I know, I know, I know. Don't worry about it. Not, yeah, okay, thanks. Right. Um, but I, <laughs> but anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> he became a Buddhist monk with oh. a, a guy called Thich Nhat Hanh, who, Oh, yeah, the uh, anger guy. Sure, he's yeah. uh, a lot of things. I mean, like, but sure, the anger Didn't guy. Didn't he write a book about anger? Yeah, he wrote yeah. a book. He's, wrote, he's written like 80 books, though. That was, uh, that was yeah, the one that one. was gifted to <laughs> me. I, well, I'm yeah, not surprised. Was, was the one you were drawn to no, like no, a bug life. It was given to me. Okay. Here, I hope okay. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe this will. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, he has. There's a monastery down in Escondido uh, that he's at. I would go visit him down there, um, and I'd go like hang with the monks. And I got yeah. really into Buddhism for a while. Yeah. Um, and it is funny, but this idea even about reincarnation is that you don't get to take the one thing you don't get to take with you is yeah. your ego. So sure. any of your own like knowledge of yourself, like yeah, you Nothing. don't get to take. What so, a ripoff. Well, yeah, yeah, or like how great. Like as to our point, yeah. like after sixty or seventy, you know, I'm gonna be done with my own ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to put that to bed. Like, it's done its job. I don't know oh, you- how your dad's doing, but right. it hangs on. Like, it, you know, it, the late 70s is not, not, not giving up that easy. Yeah, ego. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hanging pretty tight. Um, but I did, no, I did go on. Like, it was funny. Even when I was 20, I think when I was 25, I, uh, I got into uh, Catholicism, and I uh, almost what were you born as? Converted to Catholicism. I was born as like a Christmas Eve Protestant, mm-hmm. which is like you just go and light the candles on Christmas Eve, and you know sing so, songs. So where'd you grow up? Um, in Westchester County, so town, West, town? White Plains. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So nice New York. Yeah. It's nice. It snows. There's seasons. Yeah, there's trees. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you can just drive to the city, maybe. Well, yeah. Or take that take Metro train. North train, yeah. the ice storm train, or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Don't get electrocuted. Well, yeah. So, exactly. So uh, all right. So so your parents, what 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 would they do? The real estate. My dad was real estate, commercial real estate in White Plains. Oh, in White Plains. Yeah, yeah small yeah. timer. Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, but yeah, good, yeah. But he had yeah. a good business. Yeah, yeah. couple I office mean, parks, a shopping mall. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I remember. You know, actually, one of the fondest memories I have of my dad yeah. was like driving around. I think when I was like eight or nine, and I remember him. Like he never talked about business with me. Yeah. Like he would never at dinner. It would always be about me. Yeah. He would never talk about anything. And then we drove around White Plains, and at one point he had a sign. Yeah. On like a big building, it was yeah. Like a big old Sears or something. Right. And it was like the sign, sign of like, and he was like, I, "I'm leasing out that building." And I was like, "It was like <laughs> the most exciting thing." And I, it was the first time that my dad ever like oh, was uh, proud of business in yeah, front of me. And right, I was like, yeah. "This is cool, Dad." His name I was like, up "That's there? amazing." Yeah, yeah. It said like, yeah. it said like his company, like uh, HCR, and yeah. it was like, like <laughs> his small business because it was his business yeah. that he he ran. Him and like I think he hired another guy at one point. Yeah, but and, it was a very small White Plains uh, real estate business. And yeah. what about and, your mom? And my mom was a homemaker until we left for. Uh, college. She real she estate? was a housewife. Yeah. Oh, um, what she end up doing? She and she wound up doing real estate. Right. She wound up doing com- uh, residential. Got her residential. License. In, yeah. yeah, exactly. Got her license. That's Got a her sort of. It's a common signs. theme. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah. And uh, business cards and yeah. park benches. Yeah, yeah. My mom sends me her real estate uh, calendar with her picture on it every year. Her little. Really? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, wow. Marin agent. Wow, the, it's a calendar. She's still in it. Yeah, but she's not. She doesn't have the d- disposition for it. She's not a killer. You know, she's yeah. down in Florida. Like in her development, if she knows the person, you know, it seems they let her sell the house for them. You know, but uh, she's never been, uh, yeah. you know, a snake. Yeah, a my go-get. mom too. My yeah. mom too. I mean, yeah. my mom was always a creative. Like I got all of my creativity from my mom. Yeah, she just never sort of had the opportunity or uh, to sort of be creative. And oh so yeah. Uh, I, so how do you know? My mom, my mom paints, and she started painting again. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She painted when I was a kid, and she kind of gave up on it. Like she got crushed. I think she went to get her master's when I was like, you know, in my twenties, and uh, I think it was just too much for her to be the older lady in the. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom would do these things. She would do like crochet and needlepoint and stuff when she was a kid, and then she also made these things, which I would love to find them. But she would make like 
a, like because they, they all grew up in Texas and yeah. Houston. Oh, really? Yeah. So like uh, real Southern, weird, like Irish, yeah. Irish by way of Houston, by way of like stainless steel for oil. Uh huh. So like big sort of uh, matriarch oil company from her side of the family. From her side of the family, and very much like you ever watch Dallas? Yeah. You know, like a little bit like Dallas. Sure. Like, not as much money, but Texas like, is Texas. I can yeah, see how you could exactly. fit into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I would go down there. It was they were my favorite family because they were. Um, um, you know, they were Irish, they were charming. They and you're like, tall and you can handle a hat. Yeah, and I had a little hat when I was <laughs> I was a little cowboy from five years old. I used to have that that little cowboy hat sure. with the uh the straw armadillo Stetson. pin. On oh yeah. The, yeah, it was like a tie pin that uh-huh. I found that was an armadillo. Yeah. Put it right in the front. Had your boots. You I remember I, I remember we used to Yeah, and I remember we used to mm-hmm. play poker in the back room of the uh, the corporations called the Riley Corporation. It was like when because they didn't do any business basically. So me and this the guys is the would oil play. business? Yeah. It was Down. a stainless steel yeah. for oil yeah. probably. But like they weren't doing any business. I mean these it was all cousins, done. Second cousins. Well, so these were like dudes who worked in the office who yeah. I loved. Because yeah. I would just go sit with them. Right. They were fascinating, like older guys. I was like six and like these guys would just make jokes and we would buy like they got me into like blow guns. Do you know yeah. what blow guns are? Like, like darts? Yeah, like yeah, darts. Sure. They buy me things like that. And yeah. Like bows. And yeah, things. yeah. And then um, at one point we played like poker. You know, I was so excited. These guys seem like really then, uh, <laughs> good with kids. He, yeah. So here's the thing. So one of them won. He said he I didn't have enough money or enough chips. Yeah. And I he was like, well, let's bet your hat. And I was like, uh, okay, okay. And I lost. <laughs> And, did they stick and with all it? day long, he wore this like teeny cowboy hat around and <laughs> taunted me. And I was like miserable. I mean, crying. I couldn't believe it. I lost my hat. You're crying? Yeah, like the whole day. And him just and sitting at his crying? desk. Yeah. Him just, of course, man. These, this was a different time. First of all, a time that I kind of miss. Yeah. Like these guys were hard guys, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, and even in terms of the show, like Stranger Things, like that, that guy is modeled on all these guys. Yeah. Like, guys who were like, you don't cry as a guy like you yeah. know you know what i mean but like i would i was so miserable and he just wore it around all day like <laughs> did, <laughs> walked around the office all day this teeny tiny cowboy hat when did he give and it then back? he gave it back to me at the end of the day so yeah. hours oh yeah oh yeah. like a full day like a full <laughs> business day hey, what did you learn from that david i mean <laughs> what learned, did that man teach you i don't know I, yeah, you there know. was nothing there was no lesson it was just funny was it? I mean, looking back, it's a it's a great. It I, is, I recall it with fondness at the time. It was painful. Sure, sure but, it was an adult hurting you. Yeah, on actively purpose. for no reason. But I mean, I guess but, don't play poker. There you go. There you and go, and right? it's sort of like you got to pay your debt. Exactly. If you make choices, yeah. there are consequences. <laughs> That's what you learned that day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, hold on time. to your hat. But uh, but my mom did used to make with her sister. She made these like trash cans Mm -hmm. and they would cut out like from magazines from like old magazines like even national geographic or time or life or whatever and like all these scenes yeah and they would make these scenes with like some kind of thick resiny yellowy rubber cementy Uh type thing and cover the whole thing yeah and they were beautiful but i uh they're gone yeah they're gone i don't know where they are are your parents around they are they're they're in westchester yeah you can ask her I could, yeah. I mean, the thing is, we sort of fell out with that uh, family in Texas, so we uh, <laughs> we kind of don't talk to that much anymore. Oh, well, so. I thought it was your mom's trash cans. They were, but I think that like they were sort of in a closet in my grandma's place, right? Oh, so and you, you it, fell it out with the grandma? All, well, it all sort of, after she died, it all sort of fell apart. In a, Money? In a sort of, exactly. Uh, is, that, is that what happens just to everybody? 
Oh no! I just reading that book. That <laughs> money, pussy, and fear seems to be. <laughs> That's why people die. I and imagine you, it trickles down. And it's why relationships die? Yeah, sure. It's because of, uh, uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, it was one of the three. Yeah, so that's, the, that's the triangle. I mean, I think there was some fear as well. That's the trinity. But, uh, but yeah, it, yeah. It's a funny thing, though. It actually really soured me on, uh, like, money with my family. Like, I can't, like, I don't want, uh, I mean, I do yeah. fine, but I don't want any sort of inheritance. Like, I want to give that all to my sister. Like, yeah. I, it freaks me out that people get, like, yeah, I'm not hung up on that either, you know. Yeah. I, but I, I guess I understand it if the stakes are big enough. But it always, right, right. like, I realize as I read the paper and I see people's behavior, uh, you know, uh, sort of in their shameless lack of uh, uh, of a moral compass when it comes. Isn't that to, weird? Like, I don't understand the evil, like greed. Like, I really don't understand. Like, I don't get like, it either. Like, because me and you both, it sounds just, like you, like, I live in a 450 square foot. Like Alcove Studio yeah. in the East Village, yeah. And like, I don't have a fa- like. Well, I have a family. I'll probably need another bedroom. Or yeah. But like, the idea that you need, I didn't think so that much way, stuff. Yeah. It's like, for a why long do time. we need so much? Stuff? I just bought a bigger house, and and I don't have enough stuff to fill it. And I feel a little weird about it. But I, I just felt like maybe it would be interesting to experience more space because I don't. It doesn't look like I'm going to have a family. But but my point is here is that uh you know like for me like you know, outside of giving money to charity maybe i could use a little to expand my quality of life but i never grew up like and i've thought about this a lot recently is that people who set out to make money figure out a way to make money in the same way that you talk about the, the you know uh, yeah the achievement work. and yeah yeah exactly and and and, and it's for, a thing it's a thing they want it's all they want yeah, yeah. i mean that is but it's know, just numbers what are you gonna it's do with like, your life yeah, yeah, i'm gonna exactly. make money uh, exactly exactly i gotta yeah. figure out a way what's my hustle what's my racket how yeah. do i you know how what what angle am i gonna work to make the money to have that life and but with the suing and the and, and, and all that stuff it's sort of like you know like i just i don't i can't deal with what it turns people into yeah. You know, and I and, and and it's not all the individual. I mean, I've gone through you know one divorce that was not so bad, and another divorce that was fucking awful. Mm. Uh, you know, and it was just a, it was about you know about money. money. It went in, an entitlement, and you know, yeah. in retrospect, I understand it. You know, well, it's uh, also a way to hurt someone, right? Like in those negotiations, yeah. it's just a way to like. Yeah, but a lot of times they're turned out by evil fucking lawyers. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody likes to hurt people. I mean, come on, like sure. let's, you know. Yeah, look at that guy with your hat. <laughs> it goes way back. That was the lawyers, though, Mark. That was the lawyers. <laughs> the, uh, and also, like, as a kid, I gravitated towards charismatic older guys because my dad was relatively emotionally unattentive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I liked... You know the stories, and they they seem to have yeah. defined sense of selves in and spiritual it, senses. No, just in like like when you talk about hanging around with the old guys. Oh, when yeah, you're yeah. younger, you're just sort of like they're yeah. just whole people, and they're yeah, like, look yeah, at yeah. that guy seems to have his shit to like. He's a whole thing. Yeah. Like I went through most of my life being like I'm ill defined, <laughs> and I and I don't have any boundaries, and like I don't know, am I am I a person? What's happening? <laughs> Do I have a personality? You know? Yeah. I it was always <laughs> reactive. You know, most of my personality is built on reacting badly generally <laughs> yeah. and eventually i got funny yeah yeah it, but i don't know if that's something you had to deal with because i know mean, i mean that makes a lot of sense i mean i identify tremendously with that idea that you uh that it, this ill-defined thing i mean i remember even in high school like writing an essay about how i felt like an alien like watching human yeah. beings from afar i was very much kind of a quiet person who would like kind of watch and study and that was even that even bled into my fascination with religion or spirituality it was just yeah. this idea that like other people had an 
answer uh-huh. that I didn't have. Yeah, and I sort of always. walked around with this like fleshy thing that felt porous and like was weird and yeah. awkward. Yeah, and, yeah, like, like I felt somebody, awkward in my skin. Where's my instruction manual? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you I, guys are all walking around like doing things in the world. And yeah, I'm like just you have like, the answers. I get that yeah. when I see a guy with a leaf blower sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that guy's got to figure it out. He's probably, you know. <laughs> Yeah. He's got a solid guy in place. Th- I think that's good. It keeps you food. humble, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Simple life. <laughs> but every time I have that fantasy of like, you know, I'm just going to go off the grid. I, it does, I, I can't. Not no, unlike yeah, with drugs and alcohol and stuff, which I haven't done in years. It's sort of like, I know like if I do that, then like, you know, by day three, I'm going to be like, oh, what do I do? You know, I'm in that <laughs> fucking cabin. You know, <laughs> getting the cell coverage. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I did the same thing. I, I, I don't do that stuff anymore either for years and years and years. What? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah You're yeah, off the, yeah. all the uh, shit? Yeah, yeah, off the shit for 15 years. Or yeah? Yeah. Although I did have a little dalliance when I was out here um, like five years ago. I had a little a dip into what they know. Uh, you guys have medicine out here. Yeah. Uh, medicinal oh, marijuana. Or, oh, you, oh, you rationalized? I tried some of that. You're like, I'm not, I'm not great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, this I medicine? It wasn't my, it never was my thing. It's like, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. are all doing this for about three months and then uh-huh. like severe depression. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it was a good, it was a good thing to go back. I you was went like, all wow. in? I mean, I can't do Not, otherwise. Like, I can't do otherwise. Well, like, I got you, a card, and you know, and oh, and, wow. and gotta, it was. I was funny because I was. And working you put, out, you're the guy. You're the asshole. Who believed the doctor. Oh, right? oh. oh, he's right. You know <laughs> Dude, what I mean? I am. No, but no. I went to Doctor Feelgood on yeah. Venice Boulevard, who looked uh, like the sickest person I've I, ever yeah. met. Isn't he on the boardwalk? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. on the Venice boardwalk, and I got you paid two hundred bucks or yeah. something. You get it. sure. But uh, but he, yeah, I remember I was working on a TV show where I I was like a regular, but I would only work like once every two weeks. Uh, sort too of. much time. To hang around California, and all I would do is sit in my house in Venice and just like eat uh, gummies uh, and you know just and it was uh, it, it was so sad. This sounds like, like a, it was a so short film I'd like to see. <laughs> David or Harper. you would avoid like the plague, like either one. You'd either really rush out to see it, or yeah. no, I think it, it should be called gummies. <laughs> 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 but like we. Were you uh were you a program guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So did you have to start over? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's humiliating. <laughs> I had like 13 years or something. <laughs> you go. And also like it was I got to say like I'm sorry I'm laughing but I, you know no, I I, I can cuz we if you have I don't know it's not No, funny, it's it's humili- I it's my, absolutely humiliating. My biggest fear. It's like I swear yeah. to god 90%. No, and I well so you know what's funny is god I wish you were at the meeting when I came back because yeah. I have to say like I I said that Adam so I was like 10 days yeah. or something, right? right. And I and I, they were like it was a pitch it's a it's a super intense pitch meeting yeah. like where the, it's like a bunch of old you're 10 days and, you're 10 days back. Yeah, 10 yeah. days back and the old time are like, "Yo, what do you got to say?" And you're like, "Hi, I'm David." And then I was like, "Listen, uh I'm just, you know, I'm just feeling really bad about myself like I had uh you know, I had 13 <laughs> had 10 days. And, like I feel like just a jerk and like nah, nah. Yeah. and then like the next guy cross talked oh man and was like that's your ego talking you are a selfish like <laughs> and i was like oh my god i i just want to die and like you're like you're selfish because you want to die i was like oh thanks welcome back yeah, yeah, you're the most yeah. important person yeah, in the room yeah yeah right thanks a lot for the support <laughs> and the malignant tough love you I mean, yeah exactly Jealous exactly. bastard that you exactly. But I will say in defense of the program yeah. that there were many people that came up to me and was like, yeah, you no, know, that's yeah. not the way we do it here. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about it, and and I I support it a hundred percent. Like I, it's not so much. I mean, 
I, I, I obviously, you know, and I always say I don't represent an A, but I don't know another way. This is the way I There's know. There's no other. So, like, I, yeah. I know that, you know, when people ask me about that, if I get emails and stuff, I'm like, yeah, go to, go to yeah, fucking meeting. Just go like, to a meeting. I mean, it'll work or it won't work, but it's a way, and it's a context, and it doesn't cost nothing, and yeah. you just go, yeah. and, you know, if it doesn't stick, you know, whatever. But that that's all that, that's really, like, anywhere you go, you can go to that thing. Yeah. Like anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I've been in Texas where uh, yeah. for some reason, if I'm on the road and I look up a meeting, I will go to the worst one. Yeah, I would it, all the time. I will be like, where am I? Yeah. Is this, do people live in this neighborhood? And I then, went to English speaking meetings in um, Bulgaria, yeah. in Mexico, yeah. like Paris, Expats. all over the world. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's great. But okay. So, so what, what do you end up, how do you end up moving towards acting? Okay. So that was, so basically what happens is like when I was, uh, yeah, I mean, brother, I, sister. Always been a handbone. Yeah, yeah. My younger sister, seven years younger. Uh-huh. Um, but she, uh, you know, the first seven years developmentally are uh, uh-huh. are like sort of the most important. Yeah. So I was an only child, sort of, for the first seven years. Yeah. Um, and look what happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of the components of like a lot of the traits uh, of an only child in right. a certain. Oh, way. really? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So yeah. do you know your sister's uh, name? Uh, it's yeah, uh, it's just foggy, foggy, but. I- <laughs> I can think of, if I go through my phone. <laughs> yeah, lucky her. <laughs> no, no, I love her very much. Good. I love her very much. We're close, but Good. it's it was, you know, it was hard for a while. Sure. But um yeah, so I it was funny like when I I think that it came out of that feeling. So like at first it was kind of a handbone quality like you're entertaining your parent. You're yeah. entertaining sure. for some messed up reason. Trying to get love uh, somehow. Exactly. Yeah. Or trying to solve problems, yeah. golden child sort of situation. Oh, 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 like yeah. I can fix problems that are sure. beyond my control and the horrible thing about being the special golden child thing yeah. or the first I was the first kid and the yeah, first yeah, grandkid okay, both okay. sides. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Is that like they eventually, if you manage to, you know, sort of, uh, you know, entertain them sufficiently, they'll always think you have your shit together over anybody else. <laughs> and you, yeah. you know, and inside you're like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm well, not, you don't I'm, really show them that you don't, right? Like, no, because so you're how putting on they a show. Know? Exactly. Right. How could they know? Well, you they never should, reveal they should, your, your fucking they parents <laughs> and you have some intuition. <laughs> yeah, this kid's the, acting yeah, out. Everybody Come, wants to, you know, just yeah. steal your hat. And uh, no, so I. Uh, so yeah, so basically what happened was when I when I got to be like in high school and stuff, I sort of was drawn to that feeling of feeling uncomfortable in my skin yeah. and being confused by human beings. Right. Like just constantly confused. Yeah. Uh led me to a couple different outlets, one yeah. of which was drinking. Right. Um uh and then, and then there was also this other outlet where I would see people behave in certain ways, and I wouldn't believe them. Like they would say certain things, yeah. and I felt like they would mean something different. Oh yeah, like yeah, I just started to see subtext where oh, people yeah? were like, Haha, "We're friends, we're yeah. friends, I yeah. love you," yeah. and you just feel like no, you yeah. hate that person. Yeah, yeah. Like you but know, so why this, would you like me? Right? Or why are you saying something yeah, that's yeah. completely counter? Like why are you lying? And then yeah. the question becomes, why are you lying? Why do you have to lie? Like why? And so I guess my brain just started firing on all these levels of like human beings are they're confusing and i hate them and also they're like fascinating like they're the only thing i want to think about besides spiders i do really yeah yeah i do really love to watch a spider but i but i was so fascinated by why they make the choices that they do why they lock themselves into situations they seem to not like why don't people live the way they want to or you know what is it that they're doing and so that led me to like acting yeah and i was like because i would you're already doing the work. Well, but I was also like an embarrassing person to have around yeah. because I would, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I would like kind of people would try to be at a party and like talk yeah. or something, and I'd be like that guy who was too intense. Who'd yeah. be like, 
I think you're sad inside. Or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. People will be like, why are you such a creep? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, and so you're I was, the guy that sucked the energy out of the room. Exactly. Like, just completely <laughs> deflated. Like, deflated. Why is everything. he here? Like, like you're 20 people like, in a room. Oh, man. you're so truthful. Like, thanks for ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. And so I found that, like, I definitely had this stubborn pride in my ability to deceive people like this stubborn stubborn bride like i know something and then i would view it at parties or at friends and they would be like you're a horrible human being stop it yeah and then i would go on stage and like sort of reveal it and people would like applaud me and right so it was very attractive i was like oh so this sort of truth or this ability that i think i have to see people i can do it through art or i can do it through expression of acting but I, I just, you know, and so that made me hungry to do more of that and like to read plays and like to get into like, you know, so characters. instead of like, right. So instead of like projecting or maybe seeing people for who they yeah, and are, maybe not like, but just, but you I get, could at least see a character for what I felt the character and was. inhabit it. Exactly. And yeah. reveal what I wanted to reveal through yeah. my particular Vershinin or whatever. Like yeah. it was, I had ownership. I don't have ownership of human beings. Like right. I can't, right. but I thought I did. They, they don't bend <laughs> but, to your exactly. will. <laughs> I mean, I try my hardest, but they, but I did have ownership of that character and I could do something. And so it was a way of having relationships with imaginary or, you know, yeah. fictitious yeah, people for, that, for I, a few that allowed me to bowl them over and yeah, like, yeah. you know, use them for sure. my own expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in a context, a safe space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where, and also where I knew the end of the story. Sure. That was the other thing, too, was like emotionally I have real problems with conflict and real problems with um, uh, just like em vulnerability emotion in general. And so yeah. I like to know the ends of stories. Like sure. I like to know how things turn out. Yeah. That, like you can behave in a certain way. And, this, and even in a way that sculpts what I'm drawn to in story because uh, – I do think that you have somewhat of a responsibility as a storyteller to like craft for the world to like reveal to the world like if you do this in your life you'll end up here or if you do this in your life you you might end up here. So how did you lose ultimately you know over time you lost that weird needy intensity? No. no. <laughs> Can't you feel it? Can't I, you feel it across the table here? Well, I, I feel mean, something, uh, but no. A lot of what this podcast was is like I don't know you, but like I, I had an exchange with you that was two minutes, but I, I decided some things about you. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know, but like I do that with everybody because yeah. I talk to people with public personalities here, and like you know, I'm pretty sure I got a sense of somebody, and I'm always it, it's always a lot of my interviews are are people basically arguing against my Your idea of who of they are yeah 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 yeah. that's great though yeah that you get a chance to do that well yeah but i don't project it i'm like no no i i know who you are i mean, i don't do that <laughs> that's what that's i the, do that's yeah. not a good interview <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't have a podcast <laughs> yeah stop talking i got it <laughs> <laughs> that's my go-to that's my go-to no i um that's it. No, but I, I mean, I guess I do have a brash, uh, I, I do have kind of a brash confidence. That is that what you're, like, what were you saying in reference to losing that needy whatever? Oh, no, the I The interaction mean, at the Well, no, like, be, no, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, because when you're that guy where, like, I feel that my version of that guy or people, I, you know, I got a friend, you know, who was always pretty intense, but he's sort of a dick about it. You know, like in, when we were younger, you know, he was quiet and difficult and, you know, he was intimidating, but he never let on. And, you know, he was just sort of like he liked being that occupying that space. But for me, I find that all of that stuff, they sort of like, no, you're sad inside or, you know, like, why are you guys going through this charade? 
there's no point to this game. <laughs> you know, like, right. is that, it, there's a need to it. Like, you know, I, I need attention or I'm yeah, sad yeah. or, okay, yeah. so now we're all at my level, which is unhappy. <laughs> and uh, how do we fix You're this? welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, it had something to do with that lack of boundaries and not feeling whole. Uh, but like the gift of of sucking the wind out of a room, you know, is uh, you know, this is not a small. That's that's a large talent <laughs> that you have to. No, Thank I you. mean you got to you got to figure out how to wrangle it, you know, and then yeah, turn, yeah, turn yeah. it in on itself. And yeah, it seems exactly. like you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, but so you you start pursuing it in high school, the acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I did as much as I could. Sort of in middle school, there was like little things, but it was mainly hammy. But then once I got into high school, I start to yeah be really confused about people, and I do like school plays. Like I just did high school plays, and I auditioned for a community theater, yeah. and like all that stuff, and I loved it so much. Yeah, you know? like I just yeah. it was the only thing besides drinking. Yeah, uh, and like girls that yeah. like made any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, so I, so yeah, I loved it. And I actually wanted to drop out of high school and sort of like move to New York city at yeah. like 17 and just like try Do it. it. Yeah. But I was in a community that was very, you know, uh, there was no examples of artists. Like right. it was all right. lawyers and doctors sure. and, you know, yeah. business people right. and real estate brokers and stuff. So yeah. it was, I was very much like. And your parents, they get scared when you. Yeah, yeah. everybody, get, you know. So like, that, yeah, that's not a good like, idea. Yeah. Finish high school first. Yeah, you're going to go to Dartmouth and oh, you're going to, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. How'd you get into Dartmouth? You must have been smart. That was a legacy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we take them. Okay. <laughs> he gave a couple bucks. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, no. I guess I was smart in a certain way. I mean, I was very, you know, where is that able school to again? School. It's up is in it... New Hampshire. Oh yeah. It was hard though to go to that type of environment because I just, I mean, first of all, I think kids going out of high school, it's like, I don't know why people don't, why people go direct into college. Like, I didn't want to go to college. Yeah. Did you go to college? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go either, yeah. and then I, and then go? I freaked out my senior year. Like I was sort of mediocre grades for all the way through junior year, and then like. Something just lit up in me. I'm like, like I had this idea, like I'm just gonna hang out, you yeah, know, do art here because I was like, you, you know, go. I knew all the groovy people by the university and stuff. And then, like, I don't know, I just realized, like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And like, I did, I my senior year, I finally turned all my grades around, but I still couldn't really get into a good school. And okay, I, okay. I ended up going to a small college for a year, and then I ended up uh, going to Boston University for oh, four okay. years, oh, five years undergrad. Wow. Took yeah. your time. Yeah, you know, but I did a lot of stuff. You know, I acted, I wrote for the paper, you know, I edited, you know, I wrote poetry, I fucking, you know, I did all the stuff and cobbled together some sort of major at the end in English and film studies. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, that's the thing about college. It was great. It was like, I did read books that I never would read in I wish real I could life. go now. Like, I don't Me like, too. That's the thing. And I feel like as... I wish that there was a cultural thing. Like, I don't feel like, and this will be a horrible thing for me to say, but like, right. after you graduate high school, like, don't go to college. Like, right. go to college when you're 25 or something. But like, the, you're sick of school, right? Right, there's that. But also, like, I just knew that, like, again, I wasn't going to be a business guy. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be intelligent and intellectual. I wanted, like, okay. what I wanted to know about theater, art, plays, movies. You know, I that was, my goal was to be able to, you know, have conversations about that because of somebody, you know, in my life that I was very impressed with that guy in that picture on the top of the bulletin board, Gus Blaisdell, like he was this intellectual powerhouse owned a bookstore and, you know, like he was like, you know, I decided that's the model. That's, that's where it's at. You know, know a little bit about everything, engage your creativity. It had nothing to do with money, had nothing to do, but like explore shit. 
But so don't for you, me, I mean, as a kid, you have so much energy and so much sort of. But like, I'm mad that I couldn't understand philosophy. I couldn't wrap my brain around shit. I'm no good at math, so those kind of courses yeah. didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I'm not great at contextualizing, uh, you know, history. So a lot yeah. of the things that required discipline and 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 putting things into context, not great. <laughs> but you know, like I could write and 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 you know act and uh, you know talk shit about movies. Yeah. You know, that was all good. Like I still like I I don't know I I couldn't fucking handle. But so you didn't really get anything out of college. I mean, couldn't you have got that by just coming, going to New York and like hanging out with a bunch of cool people? I guess so. But there's also the problem that eventually led to my, you know, bottoming out on drugs, you know, so like, I'm not sure without the context, you know, which cradled me in my drug use and at least gave me some, (laughs) you know, you know, that I, because you still had to get up for class and and do that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And you still could, you know, act like a big shot and do some writing and do some art. That's true. That's true. It offers you an opportunity to like, yeah, be a part of the paper or like whatever. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, my heroes were all the, you know, wrong ones. They were, they were, they were good. Yeah, mine too. All the ones that wound up in the mental asylums and like yeah, wound course, up being alcoholics. Yeah, these guys are, are also the, they're the greatest. Sure, right? Yeah, I mean, like who are we talking about? Uh, like, I mean, for me, it was like uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald yeah. and like all those writers from the twenties. Like even a guy like do you, do you know a guy called Hart Crane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Hart Crane or Tennessee Williams yeah. and all these, you know. Uh, then like even like Ezra Pound. Oh yeah, like I remember like we read a lot of that stuff. stuff. Or like, <laughs> sure, let's, I, know, I love, let's I get love high it. exactly. Read the Cantos let's of see. Pound. Yeah, let's read um, the Cantos exactly. Like, we'll all come together. But yeah, all those writers sort of from the turn of the century, like all those millennials of like uh, the 1900s. Sure. Um, they were all my Byron idols. Shelley. Those yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah, sure, yeah. like big romantic poets, yeah, like yeah. big bipolar yeah. people. Whitman, like all those guys. So you go to Dartmouth and there's acting there or no? Uh, some, yeah. I but mean, that's not where you did the acting. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, you, it's not through the department, though. Like, me and my friends got together and we wrote plays. And, oh, like, yeah? We would put on our own plays. Oh, so yeah? So I started writing and I started getting into, like, you know, avant-garde directors, um, like, you know, at the time, like Stephen Burkhoff and, uh-huh. like, you know, physical theater, Tadeusz Kantor, and, like, you know, we read, like, a lot of Grotowski and things like that. So we were really into, like, kind of avant-garde theater, Richard Foreman and, like, oh, yeah. these guys that we, Robert Wilson, so we came to New York together. Even people like, I remember loving, like, Mary Zimmerman. Like, we all took a road trip and, and uh, went to go see, like, Journey of the West, like, which is uh, based on, like, a an ancient fable, like, Oh yeah, uh, and um, so you, you, this, you like, started king and stuff, and so it was sort of like mythic, but foreman. It was like it, we had this whole aesthetic, and but so, your interest was like right out of the gate, really kind of provocative, envelope pushing theater. Yeah, I mean, it was very heady stuff. Yeah. I look back on it as being not the most effective or provocative stuff I could have done, but at the time I felt that it was. Well, it was arty, and you were young. Yeah, and, exa- and, and you're and young, and that's and, what you do, right? It's very hard to understand. But like, I remember even yeah. saying, like, you know, I'd rather be Brecht than Brad Pitt, like. <laughs> Sure, that's sort sure. of feeling yeah. of like, and I would write like manifestos. That's like why you go to college. Yeah, for th- that's <laughs> for lines like do, that. You can't just go to uh, New York and do God, that. You're you're right. You're right. You can't. But I think it's also like the chicken and the egg. It's like when you're at college and yeah. not in New York, you have to develop that line because you're at college. Yeah, you, can't, you don't man. just go to. Co- it's like you're at you're like stuck at Dartmouth and people like Ed Norton are doing yeah. movies and you're looking at them ragefully yeah, and going yeah. like, yeah. Well, I'd rather be Here, bragged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do 
do our show in the basement of the cafeteria. Exactly. Yeah, but but yeah, but also it's confounding, and it, you know, it is part of like you know having a certain ego, and then you get out into the real world, and eventually that gets pounded out of you. But <laughs> but like, what are you talking about? You know, exactly. like, and then but like as you say, you know, once you yeah get the fortitude, you accept and integrate, you know, that shameful part of your development, <laughs> and you can laugh at it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And you can use it and all sorts of right, things. Right, right. They, they are great stories. So when you when you leave Dartmouth, do you go right to New York then? Yeah, so I go to New York and uh, with a group of friends. And yeah. like, so we had a nonprofit theater company for like uh, two years. Really? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's- What was most, that called? It's so- I oh, got another geez. name. Oh, no. I don't you got to do it. Wanna, oh, this I, is- Come on. This is so- Talk about vulnerability. Yeah. No, this is the <laughs> most embarrassing okay, thing okay. I could ever- oh. What's it's called Iasis Ensemble, okay? So Iasis- I'm about to cry. I know. <laughs> I'm about to cry too for different reasons though. The fact that I admitted that Iasis were like, in Hamlet there's a uh, line where uh-huh. he says when the players are coming, he says, there is sir an eerie of children, little Iasis, who like cry on the top of questions. He's talking about players in the city that people really like yeah. that are like little children. Yeah. And so like it was born out of that. I mean, it's Iasis like young ensemble. hawks in Greek or something. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I, it was, it's so embarrassing. I look back. There might it, like, be a, someone listening going like, uh, I used to love that okay. place. Okay, all right. <laughs> Did you, did people... I think maybe three people saw our plays, but we wrote, you know, we, we would like sort of co-write these like plays together, yeah. these like weird plays and we'd like put them up. But it was basically like the thing about having a nonprofit theater company in New York that's so sad is like you come out of college and, and all you're doing is begging your parents, friends for money right. to support the theater. Yeah, yeah. And all their kids are like, you know, hedge fund guys or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. you're just humiliated. I yeah. mean, just constantly humiliated. Right. Yeah. By like, what are you doing with your life? Sure. So you drink and yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And you talk about the theater. <laughs> and you sit around <laughs> yeah, in the bars no, like sure. smoking jetons and a beret. Yeah. Talking about the theater and yeah. when people don't understand. We must create a new theater. Right. And when did start, when did uh, the people start peeling off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Pretty early on. Pretty early on. And then basically, like, I was with uh, I, my girlfriend at the time. Like, we were sort of the co-heads. Yeah, yeah. And then that broke up. And that was oh, no. like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just a real lesson in uh, the you whole know. community around yeah, exactly. the Iosis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so uh, so. He so that went yeah that went by the way. But also it was a, in a combination with my bottoming out. Oh so, yeah. Oh really? That's oh when that god happened? yeah. Oh god yeah. So uh, it was all wrapped up in first of all just this anger yeah. at uh, the world. Yeah. Uh, and and righteousness and self centeredness of like when am I going to get mine? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When are they going to recognize my with genius you, not, with my theater company? Like doing and so, nothing and, just, and having knowing idea ex- how to get any sort of attention whatsoever. <laughs> just you know, no, just arriving. Yeah, just yeah. like arriving yeah. in New York. That and weird like, expectation, are, right? That expe- exactly. Yeah. Did you have that as well when you like? Well, yeah, I used to. I used to say you know it, it takes you have to realize that Hollywood is not your parents. That you know you like when you get somewhere you're like. Well, how does it? Ha- you don't even think about how does it happen. It's sort of like I'm here. I'll wait for them to come get me, and then two weeks go by, and like this isn't working out. I know. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is, like people ask me too. I get like Twitter messages yeah. from people who are like, "Hey, like I want to be an actor. Can I? How can I be on Stranger Things?" Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> 
this was a lifetime yeah. of humiliation, rejection, yeah. and work that yeah, landed you, me on a show that got past the first season. Yeah. And you think that you haven't even acted before. Yeah. But like, we're just going to invite you. <laughs> is that what you tweeted back? No, I don't. I, I say, I don't. I you just, tweeted back I like, this, this is actually the way. Good I, luck. <laughs> I hope someone sees this. <laughs> That's like taking the cowboy hat, yeah. right? Isn't it? It's like wearing yeah, it around sure. for a day. Yeah, yeah it's it. kind of like wearing it around for a day. <laughs> that's exactly it. But yeah, so it all fell apart at like 24. And oh, then that's, that's good. when that's I... That's good and young though, man. Yeah, and that's but that's actually when I got, you know, when I stopped drinking and stuff. Yeah, and no, I, but like you got you got that in early and it stuck. Yeah, it's yeah. Until oh, the, yeah. Oh, until yeah, the yeah. weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it stuck. Because basically what happened was it was funny. Like I... So I got sober and and it all fell apart and I and I had gotten an agent before then like a really you know kind yeah. of crappy agent right but I did get like a week into sobriety I got my first paid I was on a soap opera I was a day player on As the World oh, yeah? Turns and it was like suddenly like I could make money I could pay my yeah. rent and yeah so it was very clear it was like, a regular gig. Well, it started out just as a day, and yeah. then I guess they liked me or whatever, and yeah. so they just kept putting me in. It yeah. was like a recurring kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. For like three years. And that was a gift of sobriety. You're like a week in. You're no. like, look at that. Exactly. It's like that thing they talk about, cash and prizes or yeah. whatever, right? It's like you actually Got them early. clean up. And I did actually get them early. I was like really, yeah. But like, so w when does the, 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 uh, the abrupt journey into Catholicism happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, like year year and a half into uh, sobriety into sobriety yeah wow that was what you chose well here's the thing so uh i i, I got sober in the east village yeah and uh i would go and here's the thing about like being sober at 24 yeah. is like you feel like such hell and then you get sober and all these uh like adorable east yeah. village like girls yeah. and guys like everyone and they're, they're not drinking anymore yeah. so like their skin looks great like yeah. everybody looks healthy yeah. and they're all like the cool kids that i always wanted to drink with yeah. but like was weird and, and awkward. they're all going out of their mind and fucking each other it kind of yes <laughs> and the, but also like being so kind of loving yeah. so like even if they won't fuck you they're yeah. still like keep coming back and yeah. you're like oh yeah um but i yeah i got sober with these people but one of the guys in there was this really fascinating guy yeah who was uh he was like a gay guy from the East Village, artist, painter, yeah. but was like a strict, like huge Catholic. He used to go to Latin masses and like loved Catholicism. And he was trained, he was going to become a monk with uh -huh. the Franciscans in Pennsylvania. No kidding. And so eventually like he was my sponsor. I thought he was the most brilliant guy I'd ever met. Like yeah. super smart and super into principles. Like wanted to be do as little as, little as possible with the capitalist system. Lived yeah. in like an SRO for yeah. like 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Bathroom down the hall, like mat on the floor. Would paint oil paintings. Um and just was totally, you know, kind of counterculture. Ascetic life? Exactly. Yeah. But like completely, I mean, capitalism makes horrors of us all, right? Like didn't want to be involved as little as possible. Right. Would actually make but money really doing focus it. groups. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Oh, oh, he would get so he paid to do focus to groups watch for ad, movies ad agencies. Ad. Oh. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he became my sponsor. And yeah. like he was a brilliant guy. And we would talk about... We basically like talk about you know philosophy like yeah. all the time. And, yeah, and he introduced me to uh, De Profundis, which is like Oscar Wilde's letter to Bosey that uh -huh. he wrote when he was in Reading Jail. Oh, really? Which is like a two hundred page, basically like letter of Oscar Wilde just saying to Bosey like, "You're horrible," but also like going through his life and going through 
how nothing works. Yeah. And basically, like, I've tried everything right. as an Eastside art, yeah. and like, there's <clears throat> no salvation. And then he does say in the in the letter, he <clears throat> says the only thing that may work is Christianity, but there's only one guy who's ever done it, Saint Francis of Assisi. Like, um, and 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 I was like fascinated that yeah. a guy like Oscar Wilde would think that that was like the answer, right? Right? Yeah. Because I was very interested in the answer. Like yeah. I didn't really understand what the what the point of this meat market of death, as yeah. I would describe it. Like uh, we're just born into this world. It's just blood, tooth, claw, things eating each other yeah. constantly, right. like shitting and yeah. eating. Yeah. And like like what the great. fuck is this? That's, this is crazy. Those it's are depressing. great, great sober thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, like once. That's when I realized my problems was when I got sober. It wasn't yeah, when I sure, was drinking. No, yeah, like when I was drinking, yeah. I was like, fine. I was numbed yeah, out. Yeah. But then I got sober. My brain started like, you know. And then he went off to become a monk. And I was, he sort of got me into Catholicism. And yeah. I started reading the catechism. And I started like doing catechisms instruction with yeah. this Catholic priest. And I started getting into mystic saints, which sure. are like Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross. Yeah. And like Augustine and Aquinas and stuff uh-huh. like that. And it was like. Um, it's all in there. You sort of, it's weird. You go you go to Europe, you go to Italy and these places. And I was sort of amazed at, you know, you go to these different cathedrals and little towns, these huge cathedrals that were just sort of overwhelming. You know, they just were designed to make the peasants just humble themselves. And just the, the sheer amount of dead wizards that, you know, they have in these places. Like you realize, like, this has really been going on a long time. Every one of these joints has at least nine dead popes in it. And, yeah. you know, like, and, and it's, it, there's so, and you just feel like it's just like, there's something, you know, I always say witchy about it, but, but there is a, a real mind fuck to the mystical uh, history of, of the Catholics. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And I find it beautiful and fascinating. I mean, like I remember reading Teresa of Avila and, and like sexy, yeah. like, uh, you know, like reading Teresa of Avila, like this interior castles book and just all, it, it all being about this ecstatic, this ecstatic connection yeah, to sure. God that just made you feel so much. Yeah. And who doesn't want to have mania when you're a depressive boundaryless, sad well, person. So, but, but here's, but here, <laughs> so here's the interesting thing, which I've, I've actually, I've never truly spoken about publicly. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting to like, cause we want to talk about the speech and yeah. stuff too oh, later right. on. But I, I actually was in this Catholicism thing and he had left and I was sober for like a year and a half yeah. and I was 25 and I actually did have a manic episode where, uh, and I was diagnosed as bipolar. Really? Yeah. So I am. Um, well, what'd you, what'd I you get done during the manic episode? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I really had like a bit of a break. Oh yeah. Where I, yeah. Where I, um, you know, I thought I was in connection to some sort of God yeah. that I wasn't really in connection to. And you were getting, so, the, getting the signals? Yeah, get, sort of. Yeah. Talking? Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, and writing a lot. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. And it was like, you know, yeah. I had all the answers suddenly. Sure. Yeah. And so I- No drugs. Uh, no. But the interesting thing about it is like, I realized that I don't really need them. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That I have a capacity to see the elves yeah. in the corners of the room if I really allow myself to go there. Yeah. So I actually was- uh, by my parents sort of taken into a, a, a mental asylum for oh, a yeah. little bit. And, so you're uh, living like your heroes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I have to say one thing about the mental asylum. Is I, I've romanticized two things in my life. Yeah. And both have fallen short. 
Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> one one is being in a mental asylum. Uh, really, really not as fun as you think it is. No, but you do. You have a romantic idea of like you're a genius, and, yeah, and yeah. then it just winds up being, you know, sad and sad smells and like shit and yeah. smells like you know people walking slowly. And the other thing was boating. Like yeah. I just recently went on a ship in open water, yeah. and I thought I'd read Moby Dick like yeah. a million times, and I was like, this is good, and it's really not as. No, it's terrifying. It's not sexy. Horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's very similar to the mental asylum experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, and then I was diagnosed bipolar, and then that's when actually the drugs came in. Was I started to be? I've been medicated for uh, bipolar for uh, a long time. Oh, it's great. And I've been, uh, and and I've had problems sort of going on and off. I've had a, I've had a struggle, sure, going on and off the medications because well, yeah, you missed a mania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you think that you're, <laughs> you think that you're not the artist that you could be, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You think you're not digging as deeply as you could be. <laughs> so you're, it's a take very the plug off. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's let this let's let let's see let's open this baby up <laughs> like you know take the governor off um yeah but it, it's funny uh, also my the funny thing about my particular brain yeah or like mental illness is that every time that i've had an episode like that it's always coupled with spirituality so the weird thing about me is everybody think everybody for generally people yeah. are like i need to meditate more yeah i need to like get into yoga right. blah, blah, blah. and it's like i need to like eat a cheeseburger and just like smoke cigarettes and hang out because yeah. like the minute i get close to that what i consider a flame yeah. of like the answers and the mysticism and the like I'm completely present and I'm in, like it's like I'm out of my mind so it's like I live I if I write the self-help book yeah. it's gonna be about like you know what sit on the couch yeah. like play some video games yeah. like yeah, don't, you don't, know don't, like, don't let your brain run away with you you know <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. like quit yeah cause like around. if you if you let your brain run away you're, you're just uh, you're like uh, you know maybe a, a few days shy of walking down the street with a robe uh, <laughs> uh, no joke yeah <laughs> like telling no people like i know uh, exactly like come join me <laughs> yeah yeah in my really, walk it's an amazing thing and you, tell me does the rationalization start with like maybe i'm not crazy maybe oh, I'm a are you kidding first of all if, have you ever been uh to a mental asylum <laughs> no. the only thing that defines a, a crazy person and a normal person yeah. the only thing yeah because they can seem you can seem very normal yeah. as a crazy person yeah the only thing divides is they're convinced they're sane <laughs> <laughs> like crazy people are convinced yeah, they're yeah. saying you don't understand no they they don't yeah, yeah. I'm the only one who gets it <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible it's a funny conversation that's happening in this country right now with uh, you know the shooters and yeah. everything in terms of gun control and people want to make it about mental illness right but the thing is my experiences with mentally ill people and all this stuff is that in general I've met tons of like gentle like wonderful people yeah like, I, I think sure. that there really is still a stigma that's, like, this strange thing. About oh, yeah, like, that's always psychotics. And, you yeah. Know, and then people, yeah. So, so like, once you got leveled off, you, you, your acting, you know, started to pick up? Or, like, when did, you know, when did you start doing Broadway and stuff? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, once I kind of got, yeah, that problem under control. Yeah. And then I, you know, I was doing, like, kind of smaller plays. And then I wound up doing um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf on Broadway. You got uh, Tony or something, right? Uh, nomination, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nomination. Lost. Yeah. It's great. That's good, yeah. No, it was great. It was a great show. It was a really great show. And Kathleen you, Turner. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were the younger couple? Or yeah. You, okay. We were Nick and Honey. Me and this actress, Mireille Enos. Do you uh -huh. know her? No. You ever watch The Killing? 
on yeah, the AMC. I know, I know, I know, I know. She's she's great actress, yeah. really great actress. Um, but and Bill Irwin, do you know Bill Irwin? I do know. Yeah, he's I, a clown. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was Mister Noodle on he, Sesame Street. Did he play that? He, he played the older. He played guy? George. Yeah, really. And he was great because, like, the thing about the movie is like the movie of Richard Burton in that role. Yeah, and he's like such a oh, powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bill is like a skinny, yeah. weird, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. dude. And right. So, and like you have Kathleen Turner, who's like, you know. Kathleen yeah. Turner. Right. So it was a kind of a great combination. Very different production. That's but great. But it was like a rock concert, man. People really loved it. Oh, yeah? It was like, oh, yeah. Like every night we'd come out and people would like scream and cheer. Really? It's a very funny play. Yeah. I mean, it's a humiliating play. I did it for a year. Yeah. And like he, Nick in particular, yeah. gets so humiliated at the end of the play. Like he can't get it up with her. Right. And he... And I remember being made fun of, and I remember like around eight months in, just like, and the audience would howl with laughter when yeah. she would like make these jokes about him like not being able. Yeah. And I just remember like about eight months in having these like little dizzy spells where I'd just be so <laughs> mad at the audience for <laughs> laughing at me. Cause I'd so deeply, like I, I realized I spent more time in that house. Like I would spend three hours a day eight shows a week so yeah. I spent like so much time actually in that house yeah. experiencing that yeah, yeah. it was almost like oh yeah you you, you crossed it's almost over like you're li- yeah it's almost yeah, like you, you're actually living that life yeah. more than you are so, your own so the upside down was a prophecy <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly the upside down was actually theater for you exactly exactly <laughs> there was funny stuff that happened too though like yeah. we would like about like eight or nine months in too this was crazy like you do a play it's the same play you know for eight shows a week and I remember about eight or nine months in being ready to make my entrance at the door yeah and like having this like heart-stopping fear and going like somebody get me a script i don't know any of my lines someone get me a script. i don't know any of my, and they would open the door and it would just come out of your mouth and you just like for some reason this fear would just wash over me that i didn't know <laughs> you'd been doing it for so long somebody get me a script but, the, it's, <laughs> but also like also, you'd be on, because it gets surreal, like you're doing the same thing, and then you'd be on the couch, like talking to someone, and you'd say a line, yeah. and then you'd go like, did I just say that? <laughs> Or was that the matinee? Yeah. Or was that like three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. completely uh, surreal experience. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about like, you know, between the manias and like doing a play for a year. Yeah, no relaxing. Like, yeah, it's just too complete. But it's crazy. so funny, even when things are going well, you're just, your brain just sort of like, nope, <laughs> no, no. It's not going to be okay. Yeah, never, it's never. not going to, you've done this for eight months. It's no. not going to be okay. Get me a script. Get me a script. <laughs> just let me look at the, just look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah god that's great so was that and that was your big theater break yeah yeah that was that was a big that was a big break yeah so we did that for like eight months on broadway and then like five months in london yeah we oh london. wow yeah that was kind of cool and the medicine's working and everything's uh, the good this is working all, all good yeah i yeah. mean i've had a couple i've had a couple episodes since then yeah but uh, it's been when I've tampered with this idea, you know, you're because okay. I, yeah, exactly, yeah. and that and the shame sort of that I've dealt with throughout the years about it, oh, about know? being I mean, on it, yeah, and just being, yeah, and that where when the sickness talks to you, it's like you're not you're being your full self, yeah, yeah, or like being. you don't, yeah, you don't, you're not being your full self, and also like. You know, but there's even more insidious ones, which is like, and I, it's not that I completely disagree with this, yeah. but pharmaceutical companies are are conspiring against right. this, and like yeah. what the like they're trying to get you addicted to lifelong medications, right. and right. you're better, you know. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, or like, but also it. like, I gotta say, even in representations in movies, they're very irresponsible. Like, like I remember being really pissed off at that movie, A Beautiful Mind, because like he basically at the end of the yeah. movie decides that he doesn't need medication and right. he can just control the voices and he can just kind of and put them off to the decorate side decorate his house and with, like with things on the wall <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but it's like uh, you know there are these or there are also are these images in movies of like people going off their medications and finally being like liberated and, and i think that like the best representation i've ever seen of it uh is like uh homeland like uh um i think that's really sophisticated interpretation of it where you can be sort of brilliant and highly functional and all this stuff and then also you can have these things where if you're not being responsible in that way yeah well, that, well that's the thing is like out. yeah the you know pharmaceuticals are a big business but there there have been advances in western medicine that have correct. made life better for people who have problems and are sick <sighs> correct but my my east village conspiracy theory shadow no, government idea yeah, you it. know yeah it's sure, like sure. talks to me in those weak moments and says like they're just trying to control you. They're yeah. Putting, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like somebody once said about like, uh, you know, uh, I, there's a story, a, a, a story where, where some guy says that he had a sponsor where he said like at the beginning of sobriety, he's like, hey man, they're, my, they're brainwashing me. Yeah. And the sponsor yeah, yeah. goes like, well, maybe your brain needed washing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like, so what? Dude? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you feel better. Everyone likes you more. Yeah. Yeah. But I get, I get the struggle with that, you know, because, you know, I've been, like, even with, like, fucking statins, you know, like, you know, I had to go in, like, I have high cholesterol. Okay. And then there's this whole camp of people who are like, no, you don't need the statin, just do diet. <laughs> so, like, I do diet and I can't get it down because yeah. there's a genetic component to it. And then yeah. they're like, well, how, they're not really sure how important cholesterol is. I'm like, I went to a cardiologist right. who said that if right. you take these, no more plaque might come. You might not, you know, it might not ever get worse, the plaque. Right. A cardiologist said right. that to me. So you want me right. not to believe Where's him? Where's your degree? And you, yeah. you've been looking around the internet? Everybody's got, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion in the tribe. Yeah, but but my, but, but like no one wants to be on medicine. You know, you don't know. No, of course. Right. So that, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm good. I can fix it. Yeah. But, but, but at some point you have to realize like, you know, sometimes medicine's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no polio. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, but there's this weird thing with like holistic. Yeah, I mean, you know, on. like you know, we can drink. How much uh, St. John's work can you take? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> you know, this tea will do it. Yeah, yeah, it won't. Yeah. Not gonna do it. <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is, like all that stuff connected to me because I for a while, like this is a funny thing was I after, like when I got these conspiracy theories, I was like, look, I'm gonna be super responsible. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do yoga every. Like I feel like there's a component <laughs> oh, of this. Hey. There's a component sure. of this that is psychophysical. Yeah, yeah. And, like if I can have a steady blah blah blah, and I did that, and of course, like you know, I had another like episode. I was like, because it's linked yeah. to this idea. Like, I mean, part of the idea of madness in general is that consciousness, it's all our collective idea of sanity, right? Mm -hmm, right. Like, so if we, if I was on a mountaintop with a bunch of like, you know, other crazy, we were yeah. behaving in this way, it might yeah. be okay. Yeah. But in terms of sanctioned American society, sure. like there are things in our society that are crazy, yeah. but like we all agree on them. Yeah. Like that we don't we eat no, I get it. we eat cows but we don't eat dogs. Yeah, like, but you no, it's crazy. It, but but you like can, you can it's hold cool. this right. But yeah, I mean, if you wanted to hold the space of the guy that you know can't function in a workspace and yeah. is occasionally hospitalized, you can do that. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. And I was like, mm, I'd rather like, have an acting career, <laughs> like and like mm, be yeah, able to like yeah, sit yeah, down yeah, and yeah, yeah, do have, a podcast. Yeah, really this sh- podcast would be funny if yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I should come back for. This. Yeah, let me know. I'll get your new number. We'll and- talk about elves on the side of the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you decide it's a good oh, week not man. to not to be on medicine. You, you know, We'll talk about the shadow government then. Yeah, we'll get into it. I'll bring you some cocaine as well. And we'll oh both boy. get yeah. into it. That's going to be a big day. We'll just end our end our careers right live on the air. That would be amazing. It would oh be my God, crazy. Would be my favorite day ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then we just disappear. Yeah, you'll know, be like, "Did you hear that thing that They're David and Mark did?" I don't know where they, they are. just beat each other to death in that studio. Apparently, did you have another episode as bad as the original one? Um, n- not as bad. No, right, not as bad. So, Stranger Things. I have to assume that you did not anticipate to be a rock star at Comic Con. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Like as a forty-year-old man, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like no, I when I was never twenty-two, been. like yeah. I, you know, I maybe had fantasies, but yeah. When you hit forty, you're kind of like. I mean, so when I hit like, I think when I hit thirty-five, yeah. I was kind of like that. That idea is over. But like to be the, part of something is sort of interesting, and you had no idea, right? You no took, idea. you know, but you liked you liked the role when you. Well, yeah, I mean, I read the script. The pilot script was like, yeah. I love that pilot script. I yeah. thought it was amazing. Yeah. And I actually didn't think I'd get cast, and then I wound up getting cast. Yeah. It's a big Netflix show. You sure. Know, like, yeah. And then, and I, I didn't think they wanted to take a chance on me. Like, But it, did they really know that it was going to be big before, you know, I mean, how uh, does anyone I mean, know anything? I don't think they knew, but still, the thing at the time- It wasn't based on a really, comic or anything, right? No, it's no, an no, original, no, 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 original. Yeah. But I didn't know that, I didn't know that Netflix was doing that many series. Like, yeah. now it seems like they're doing everything. But at the time, it felt like, kind of like a big deal. Oh, right. But But when we were shooting it- about four episodes in, I thought, yeah, no one's gonna watch this. <laughs> I thought, like, I thought, like, you yeah, know, this is not, yeah. not, I'm not good, and it's not good. And yeah, like, yeah. And it didn't help by yeah. like, you know, like we were all just like, you know, we were working really hard, but we were in a bubble. And, yeah. Like nobody cared. Where'd you shoot it? Atlanta. Oh yeah, I like the kids. Like yeah, it's weird the balance between the kids. And then, you know, like all the other shit. Yeah. You know, they chose the kids, you know, because you yeah. got to have that, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. But they got some good kids. Yeah. They're yeah, good yeah. Kids. yeah they're good so, kids. okay. So four episodes in, you're shooting it. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> now I got to well, go. I just thought it was like, look at the I mean, weeds in a long line of failures. <laughs> it was like sort of a, not, 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 not tremendous. I mean, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, but there were like, I don't know if you've had these projects, but like you have a project where yeah. everybody's like patting themselves on the back. Yeah. And, and also they come up to you and they're right. like, you your life's gonna change right oh yeah and you're like <laughs> yeah i've had that happen to me i'm ready from yeah for yeah. about like 10 years you know i shot this movie uh uh revolutionary road and i remember like all, all of us I like that movie uh, yeah so it's, it's yeah it's good but yeah. uh but it um but i remember that being like us everyone sitting around and, and being like oh is that after broke back and it yeah, it was after broken. Yeah, well, you had but a little I, or smaller part. Yeah, broke smaller back. part. Yeah. Broke back. but it was a bit of a bigger. But yeah. it, it just didn't. It just had no, like I was yeah. still like living in my little studio apartment, like, yeah. auditioning yeah. for shit, right, and people right. being like, "Yeah, we don't really like him," you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, like it'll never." Like it'll You're never change. Gonna like a, I'm gonna yeah. be kind of that guy who like can occasionally like, get by and like yeah. make money and like, like do theater. Like I do feel like I had a home in theater. Yeah, but we um. 
But then I got to so when I was shooting that, like my expectations are extremely low. But what about with point. Black Mass and like yeah, I mean, well, like I, even that, it's like the supporting role. Yeah, right? like yeah. you're in Denzel's movie. Like nobody really cares. Or you're in Johnny Depp's yeah, movie. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like nobody really cares. I thought like, they yeah. they people within the industry. Yeah, people are like, hey, he did a great job. Or occasionally some guy would come up to the street, but it wasn't like great character actor. You can be yeah, a great character but, actor. But even less than that, because it wasn't like I don't live in Hollywood. Yeah, so I live in New York. Right. So it was kind of like you dip in and out, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like casting directors were like throwing me offers and people were like sure. really like right. wanting right. me in their movies. Right. It was kind of like when we haven't cast a part, <laughs> right. we'll call him in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we'll yeah. see if he does a good job and maybe. So so you were ready for the Stranger Things. Well, we I mean, I didn't think it would ever happen, but I was fine with that. Like I was living in New York and I was doing working. plays. But right. also I was doing, and my thrust had always been plays. And so there was even a moment when like I had auditioned for Black Mass. Yeah. And I got offered um, a, another play in New York. There was a big deal sort of thing. And yeah. I thought to myself, like, I thought to myself, I was like, you know, New York will, I think that New York theater, there's more of a community. Whereas right. like Hollywood, you're just a commodity, right? Sure. Like if you do well, if people like, if a your commodity movies make and money. A, a heightened community. Yeah, but if your movies make money, yeah. we'll hire you. Blah, sure. Blah, blah. But yeah. if they don't, yeah. like who cares? Whereas like in, in New York theater, there's more of a sense of like, we want to see you develop as an artist. We want to see yeah. what you can do. We want to support you. Even if you're, everything you do is not right. Great. So I just, I remember like even in Black Mass having this moment where I was like, no, nah, I don't, you know, Hollywood's not going to care about me. So I'm gonna, and kind of thinking about giving that up. Yeah. And ultimately, I kind took of, it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, some drama around that. But I, uh, but yeah, I ultimately did it. But it, it, it's, I've always had this relationship with Hollywood. It's been like, I can go there and make some money. Yeah. But like, I'll never really put my heart in it. And I'd grown really cynical. Like, even doing those movies, which I felt like I was doing like good, okay work, but yeah. it wasn't like when I'd go to work, I was just very cynical. And I was just very like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Like, carry a gun, like run around, like, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I had grown, well, right. for better, for cynical. worse, I, I had grown I was somewhat cynical. cynical. Yeah. Sure, because I was like, had a lot of shots. Yeah, right. I had some shots, yeah. and I was like, I just don't have it. And also, like, I the had film business cynical. is weird yeah. for me, because I don't, I don't think I'm, like, that bad of an actor, but I do look at my face sometimes on film, and yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, What do you see? ugly. I mean, you just see, like, double chins, and you see, uh. like... You know, weird yeah. width of the face. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, sure. The old weird width of the face problem. When you Don't s- you have idiosyncratic things are about you yourself that you yeah, see in pictures and you're yeah, just like... There are times, dude, where, where I go to the bathroom and I can't look in the mirror. <laughs> I, do the like I, I do the exact I, same I, thing. I go pee. I, do the exact I avoid same, myself. I do the exact same thing. Where I, And I was working with... Yeah. And there was somebody... Um, <laughs> Somebody who's helping me design my apartment, they yeah. were like, we could put a big mirror here. And I was like, I don't want mirrors. I don't want any mirrors. They're like, well, in the bathroom. I was like, mm, debatable. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk just, about it. Not, like not today, though. I'm, I'm when I tried, I'm like, yeah. hiding from myself. Yeah. As as I walk by to the shower, you know, there's that play uh, "No Exit" by Jean Paul Sartre, yeah, and yeah. The, the one of the the things they're in hell, and the one of the things is there's no mirrors. Yeah, and I was like, "How's that hell? Like, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no body image issues. Hell sounds exactly. like exactly. That's great." <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'd grown very single. So this was another one of these opportunities where, like, a- a- my expectations were extremely low. Yeah. And then we're in there shooting it, yeah. and I do think like I look like hell, and I think like, and I'm scared. And so when it before it came out. I, I was scared, and then I was actually doing a a, a play with yeah. a guy who was on a very successful TV show. Right, and before it came out, like a week, three weeks before it came out, there was no ads. 
in New York. No ads on buses. They'd no lost ads hope already? And then a week before it came out, no ads anywhere. No ads anywhere. Huh. Okay. Why? <laughs> well, I talked to him and I was like, yeah, there's no ads. Is that uh you know, he was like, they're burying it. They're trying to bury it. And I was like, oh my God. My one fucking shot. <laughs> and like they're burying my show. And then it came out and it was like a zeitgeist. Well, can you never know what, what Netflix well, so, is gonna get behind? Yeah. But also like what like I don't know what they did for Glow or what, but they claim now in hindsight that they did it on purpose. Exactly. Which it was a sure. brilliant marketing campaign sure. where they <laughs> where, didn't advertise where people have ownership of this show because they discover it and ah. they tell their friends. Ah. And it is kind of brilliant when you think about it. If yeah. that is the case, because sure. that is what happened, right? But I think but, it might just be looking at the, you yeah. know, what well, that, that that would be a fine sort of like thing to believe if they didn't actually bury other shows. <laughs> Like if they did actually leave many shows hanging that they actually produce, that would be a great genius. Exactly. Thing. If there wasn't tons of evidence to the contrary, yeah, like a like a detective. Hmm, what's going on here? No, but either way, they do produce so much shit. So some right. shit is going to have to find its yeah, audience, yeah, yeah. and and this is the kind of thing, you know, it, it is in the realm of things that that have this. And activate if the if the thing activates that audience, if it appeals to that community, then you know it lives there forever. There are people that are you know I'm sure creating you know backstories to things. They have you know mystery. They have questions. Fan have, fiction. Yeah, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And there's so, also the comic con. Like for some reason, the genre shows yeah. are those shows that like stick around and have huge yeah. followings and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know, and it's sort of like in fantasy in and of itself. Though it's never been my thing. Though it seems to be coming my thing a little more. And then ultimately, what is in fantasy? But um, but you know, they you know people get very loyal to them. And and if yeah, they, and yeah, if yeah. the show stays good, you know, they're they're there for it. Yeah. So yeah. you're surprised by it. So you okay? No, here we're still at you freaking out that they're burying it. <laughs> And yeah. then what happened? Yeah, I'm backstage, and he's like, you know. And then he Can I get the, a script? The guy, he's the worst. Yeah. No, he, he was the worst. He was like, mm. Like, reviews came out, too, and he was like, mm. It'll probably be like a, you know, respected show in some way, but people aren't going to watch it. <laughs> there are tons of those shows on Netflix, sure, too, and sure. on, like, Hulu yeah. and all yeah. those shows where yeah. everybody's like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I don't watch yeah. it. How can you watch everything? <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's just too many. And, and look, I think... And again, you might not be the target audience for this conversation, but I so believe the show is brilliant. Yeah. Not only on a sci-fi level, but it has so much heart and like soul. Exactly. And it's a That's why I'm like, story. I'm, I'm can't stop watching it. Yeah. It, like, it, yeah. Like it really is watchable. It, it bridges. In a way that like, uh, like, and the other funny thing was like, we had some reviews come out for second season that were like kind of negative. Yeah. But they were like, the reviews are so funny because they're like, yeah, it wasn't so good. I watched the shit out of it from beginning to end immediately, but yeah. eh. and I'm yeah. like, what show do you do that? Yeah. That's hard to do. And also, there that the 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 strange human component that not only the the kids bring to a certain degree, but that you and and Ryder bring. Mm. You know, having had lives and mm. having had you know you know like she brings something, you know, just by virtue of who she is, but she's acting the fuck out of this. Scene. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you guys have, you know, both have had your problems that are, that are very upfront in the, in the first season and, and, and devastating. So, you know, between you, your very grown up sort of dispositions and character shortcomings, uh, as the characters, you know, 
I'm not, you know, you're doing a good job with it, but you're, you're flawed people. Yeah, yeah, no, no and, exactly. And the, the weird sort of, you know, um, uh, excitement of these overly bright kids that, you know, you, you transcend, you know, when you fall into the hole. You know, like you, yeah, you, that, it transcends that, genre in that way. Well, yeah. no, it's just sort of still a human. That human yeah. element is so strong. Yeah, that you, you know, you're gonna, you're not gonna be like, you know, what, what are all those snakes exactly, and why can he just step on them? <laughs> yeah, you know, so like, <laughs> right, the little, yeah, the little, you know, like what. <laughs> Like, That's when, a great question, though. Now that I think about it, oh Jesus! You know what me I mean? A new script. But the last time I saw those snakes, there was something laying eggs in the kid, yeah, and yeah. he said, "What are they doing to him?" You're like so, like. But because you're yeah. you're hooked in to hop, and you're yeah, like, yeah, "Is he exactly. gonna get out of there?" Yeah, exactly. You're not like, "Where's the egg laying snake?" Right, right. And how many more of these fucking? Why is right. wh- where's the you're rest? You're just of- willing to go with it because you, well, you just get on the ride. And you you're have like, to be. But that you're right. That's an example of character because you care about the characters. You're paying much more attention to their reaction to something than to the actual. Something. sure yeah sure like i'm like in, you know I'm, I'm right at the like the last thing i watched last night was will in a seizure because oh yeah he's now feeling the evil of the thing there you go yeah yeah there you go and i'm like you know now like you know are we ever gonna save this kid you know they, they, <laughs> does is will just gonna we put this, this kid through this punching so much bag we the- put this kid through so much you know what there actually was this is so funny because yeah. i speak of punching bag so they they had at one point, you know, because I talk to them a little bit as they develop. Yeah. Like I go in the room sometimes yeah. and yeah. I'll talk to them about ideas and stuff. And at one point, I had said to them because in season one, I punch a lot of people in the face. Yeah, and it was like one of my favorite things about that character is yeah. that he has a Harrison Ford type quality yeah. where when he gets confused, he just like punches somebody. Um, and in season two, I had no punches in the like I don't punch anybody mm. the whole season. And they were like, we're going to give you a really good punch. We're gonna... And I was like, what is the... They were like, no, it's going to be great. It's gonna yeah, be great. I was like, yeah. what is it? What is it? And they were like, Will, when he goes into a seizure yeah. on the football field, yeah. like nobody can get him out of the yeah. seizure and you punch him in the face. <laughs> and he comes out of the seizure. And then you finally they were like, kid. that's a terrible idea. And I was like, yeah, it's a terrible idea. I loved it, but it was so crazy. It was like, yeah, you can't have him punch somebody. Like, the kid is a literal punching bag at that point. Like, many, what else can we do to Will Byers? Like, he's being let's beat get up Hopper and, to punch him yeah, in the yeah. face because that's what he needs. Yeah, he's been beat up in two dimensions. <laughs> now, it's the, true. That poor kid. <laughs> that poor kid. That poor kid. Oh, yeah. I know. But, like, I'm going to finish it up. And uh, so you're in season two now. And when does Hellboy start? Uh, we shot it. You did? Yeah, yeah. We shot it in uh, this fall. How long did that take? Like four months. Really? Yeah, in Sofia, Bulgaria. So you had it in Bulgaria? Yeah. So you yeah. had it, you were in the makeup? Yeah. <laughs> but see, that, yeah. the, see, like, this, half, it's all happening. Uh, it's all happening now. <laughs> How cynical are you now? Oh, oh, I know. About the movie business. Uh, uh, I still got, I'm so grumpy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I still be grumpy? Did you call Perlman up? Did you the, call Perlman up? We did. We had uh, dinner. Oh, yeah? We had dinner, yeah. So, oh, so Perlman, like, you know, passed the reins onto you? A little you, bit. I yeah. mean, it was not a great situation. Sure. I mean, it's. You How know, many he did? Well, here's the thing. Like, they did two, him and Guillermo del Toro. Right? Yeah, right. And they, they, I think, wanted to make their third trilogy, but I think a lot of issues came up. I think budgets were too big. I think that they took a lot of time. They waited too long and right. stuff. And so I think that they, you know, they, there was they wanted to do something else. They wanted yeah. to do something different with it. Yeah. And then they came to me. And it was a very different concept, very different idea. And there was initially some bluster around it. And yeah. then I think everybody was like, kind of got it. And, yeah. And Ron got it. Yeah. And came and so yeah, we had dinner and he was like, 
He was just really cool, you know. Yeah. I think that the one thing that's a little weird is like, you know, everybody now asks him about it, and I yeah. think he's annoyed at sure. that. Sure. And so he said some things on Twitter and stuff where he's like, "Just don't ask me anymore." And I think that's fucking don't ask him anymore. Yeah. But I, he, he did sort of, you know, he likes me. He was very kind to me, yeah. and he was like, "Good luck, you know, kid. He, like do it." You yeah. know, he's a nice guy, and he, he knows gets, the business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and uh, and you like that? You think it's gonna be a good movie? I do, yeah. And you, and were you able to bring some of that uh, your flaws and heart to Hellboy? <laughs> of course, okay. Underneath, like pounds and pounds of prosthetics. <laughs> There's just yeah. a self-hating guy that doesn't like mirrors. Yeah, I mean, it's right up my alley. Yeah, like, who sure. are you gonna call? <laughs> guy, yeah, yeah guys looked at a mirror in a long time. Yeah. And uh, and where are you done? You're shooting Stranger Things now? No, we start in yeah, we start in like a month. The third season? Yeah, season three. Now, how many scripts do you see up front? Uh, we usually see four to six. Oh, really? Yeah, of the eight. So, so that's good for you because you like to know how at least something's going to end. I want to know the whole. I want to know the whole arc. Yeah, and so I, I actually, will. They tell you, or are they done writing? I do know. Oh, the general. Yeah, arc. Yeah, but it. Uh, but to me, it's even important, like in terms of how that stuff plays out. Because I do like to structure stuff up front. Like if I know that the guy's gonna talk a lot in the end, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot of things about an actual script that are yeah. different than a pitch, right? But I, uh, but I do know what's kind of gonna happen. I'm excited about it. It's yeah. really, it's really good. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, the ideas are amazing. And and what, uh, what, what what's poor Will gonna be dragged to the center of the <laughs> earth this season? <laughs> We're gonna try to <laughs> completely rip him apart. You know what the the character that I have the most uh, oh, uh, sympathy who? for, though, the one that gets beat up the most, uh, the buyer's wall phone, uh, wall mounted phone. Oh yeah, gets every season. <laughs> at some point, you'll see. You haven't gotten there yet. In no, season. no, just no. gets like people yeah. just phone. ripping it off, throwing it and stuff. Yeah, makes yeah. Will Byers look like you know, yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the poor phone. <laughs> the poor phone. <laughs> Well, look, man, I think we covered it. I think we did good. Yeah, that was great. I feel a little buzzed. Yeah, right? No, I had a good time. Okay, man. I had a good time. Thanks for coming. Thank you. That was exciting. No? Yeah, sure it was. Absolutely it was. Absolutely it was. Oh, did I mention, I should mention that my friend Lynn Shelton's movie Outside In is now available on Netflix. You should watch that with the Duplass. The J. Duplass and Edie Falco. Great movie. Uh, you should watch that on that uh, on the Netflix. And also, I guess I'll play guitar. I've gotten two compliments about how the guitar sounds in here. Not my playing necessarily, but the sound quality.